Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. I'm Scott Ramage, and today we are joined by Jeff Burlingame. Jeff has been in the fitness industry for 14 years. He's served at every level of a gym business, his own CrossFit gym from 2014 to 2020. Jeff just recently sold his gym to focus on his full-time career as a gym mentor. And in 2019, he launched Burley Fishing and since has amassed a large following on YouTube and recently a podcast. Jeff has been married to his wife, Rachel, for 11 years and is a father to two daughters, Emma and Olivia. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's really super exciting. So kind of to kind of lead this off, you guys, um, I'm here to talk to Jeff today about all things fishing, <laughs> <laughs> family and fishing. So give us a little... Uh, Give us a little more detail about what you got going on here. Yeah. So, you know, uh, as far as the fishing goes, yes. um, <laughs> we'll get into the family stuff for sure, uh, because it, it's definitely well intertwined as it goes with my family. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've basically been, we'll call it aggressively fishing. We'll, we'll say that's, it's not a real thing, but I've been fishing a lot for the past like four years, uh, more intensely meaning several times a week I'll go out on these trips. Uh, I moved from like bank fishing, you know, just fishing any of these local ponds, stuff like that, how most people start and how, how I recommend most fathers fish with their kids. Uh, it's just a great place to, you know, get into it, catch some fish and we'll, we'll get into that later for sure. I moved to kayak fishing, upgraded to, you know, over, over the course of three years, upgraded to the current kayak I'm in now, which is essentially a boat. It's, it, it's a kayak. It's kind of a barge. It's my yacht, my, my kayak out, my plastic <laughs> yacht, if you will. Uh, it's kind of top of line kayak, but it's something that I'll probably have forever. And I beat the heck out of this thing and it just continues to hold up. So I've been fishing out of that two, three days a week. Um, whenever I can get out, you know, I, I do work full time. Uh, with with two brain business mentoring other gym owners, uh, but whenever I can get out, I'll get out on that. Um, but I decided to just start recording it last September. I was like, oh, why not? Actually, some of the people that I work with, uh, good friends of mine over at Two Brain Business, really egged me on about it. They're like, you fish all the time because I had been posting pictures on Instagram and stuff like that for you know a good two and a half years at that point. And, and people would make fun of me for it a little bit, give me a little jabs, you know, lovingly, lovingly. But um, like, man, you're always posting about fish. Like, why don't you do something about it? So I decided to go for it, man. I, I picked up my old GoPro. I had like a Hero 3 Plus, And I was like, let's make, let's make this work. Uh, so just started filming my trips, going out there with the, the GoPro, having some fun with it. Uh, cut them together in iMovie and slapped them up on YouTube. Came up with the name uh, Burley Fishing. My last name's Burling Game. Uh, Burley or uh, you know B Game have been actually nicknames throughout my life, depending on what sport I was playing or or where I'm at. Burley is the nickname I most commonly hear with the people I work with at Two Brain Business. So it's like, ah, let's roll, let's roll with this, and yeah. it kind of rolls off the tongue pretty good. So why not? Uh, so we did that, and yeah, it started really, really slow as most things do, unless you go viral, which isn't exactly a good thing uh, because, you know, the faster you grow, the faster you fall. Uh, but it grew very slowly for, I'd say about the first four or five months. And then the recently, the past, I don't know, two and a half months, it's just like skyrocketed. 
So we're still a very small channel comparative to anything else out there, but it's been awesome to see this grow. It's been really rewarding. I've had the opportunity to, you know, speak with people that are getting into fishing, people that fish with their kids and give them some advice and tips. And then the, probably the most rewarding part for me and a big reason that I do what I do with this channel is I'll get, I love getting the response back from them a couple of days later where they say, Hey, I did what you said to do and I caught some fish and that just, that's amazing for me. I, I get super pumped every time I hear that. So I love it when people message me with any questions they have. Uh, you know, sometimes they ask me for free gear. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do that. Just don't do it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't, Honestly, I wouldn't feel good giving you my, my gear anyways, because it's used. Everything I have is open. Like, I don't want to yeah. do that. That's, that's not cool. Um, I do, you know, offer giveaways every now and then where they can get some brand new stuff. And I try to be fair about it. But if you guys got questions, if you want to learn how to fish, I love that. I'll, I'll answer every message I get for as long as I can until there's too many of them. But yes. Yeah, kind of how it's been growing and it's been a, a ton of fun and I'm going to keep doing it. And the podcast was really just uh, a buddy of mine that I've, he, he got me back into fishing, which we can get into later too, if you want, but he got me back into fishing. He's wanted to do something with fishing, like make it bigger than it is in his life right now. Uh, and he wanted to do a podcast. He's a big podcast nerd like myself. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's throw this together. I'm already doing the YouTube thing. Might as well just do it all right. at once. So we just roll it into our weekly schedule and it's, we're 10 episodes in. We filled our, uh, recorded our 10th last night. Um, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, it's been a fun ride, man. I'm definitely going to keep doing it as long as I can. Yeah. I love that you brought up, uh, just answering questions and this honestly happened naturally. It had nothing to do with the fact that I had scheduled a call or a podcast recording with you. But uh, <laughs> the other day, my son was completely like in the dumps, you know, with, with this whole shutdown, he's a middle schooler and everything is about friends. And I'm like, Hey, come check this out. And I pulled up your YouTube channel. We just randomly picked an episode and, you know, he was kind of like, eh, you know, and, um, <laughs> As soon as like you put you you put the bait right up to the to the screen, I like he locked in. Like he just completely yeah. locked in. And we watched it. I messaged you. We we went to the store. We bought, you know, what you suggested. And he went, um, he rode his bike to the local pond and uh fished for probably an hour, caught nothing, but he caught a good mood, <laughs> you know? And so like I saw firsthand the, the effect of this and, um, it's, it's been, it was really cool. He's all in now. He's begging to go now. I mean, we're, you know, it's like, finish it, <laughs> go, but, um, love so it. It's really cool. So you are, you really are bringing, uh, you know, newbies into it, which is, which is fun. And I've actually learned a lot already too. I grew up fishing. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that because, most guys that fish, you said you've been into it. I, you said aggressively for what three, three, four years, but you know, did you just kind of just decide out of the blue that you wanted to start fishing? Um, did you grow up fishing? What tell us that story? Yeah. So, uh, I did grow up fishing. I grew up in a fishing family. Like my, my grandfather, my great grandfather and my dad were all really big into fishing. The problem was there are many different ways to fish, different styles, different species, different methods. And the, the styles, methods, and species that they fished for were just things that didn't uh, get me excited. 
I just didn't enjoy it, you know, and it was kind of this, the, the classic thing that I think most people picture with fishing, which is like, get up, butt crack of dawn. And it's, you know, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning was like the regular when I went with my dad and <laughs> we load up the big boat, we go to the ramp, we drop it in there, we get all our gear in there we get everything ready. And now it's like two hours later. And then we go out onto the big water and then we kind of putts around. We were using like, uh, if you guys are familiar with down riggers, which are uh, something you usually hang off the back of your boat. It's got a very heavy weight. It drops your line all the way down super deep. It's like we, we would fish like Lake Huron, uh, you know, or some of the great lakes where it's much deeper mm-hmm. and you have to do that if you want to get down to like 60, 80, 100, 120 feet of depth. And then it allows you to run your lines down there. And then on that, we'd throw like crawler harnesses most of the time and we'd be fishing for uh, usually like perch and things like that and at the end of the day like we pulled in fish but i just didn't see i didn't get the excitement the enjoyment that if anybody watches any of my youtube videos if they see me catch a fish like that that is my pure joy every single time every single catch forever because i work for it and it's just so enjoyable to me but it's totally different i go mostly bass fishing now I uh, fish for pike as well. I love smallmouth bass, largemouth bass are going to be like the most common species I fish for, but it's like catch and release. I cast for them. I use artificial lures. It's it's a fun challenge to me. Mm-hmm. It's a time where I can have my own time, my own space. The problems of the world, current situation included, don't matter to me as much. And I can just focus on this task. And then when you land a fish and you're doing that, it's so rewarding. So it's, it's like, I didn't experience that as a kid because my dad wasn't like a bank fisherman. He was a fisher and he would fish big water commonly because we had like a 19, 20 foot boat still have. And it is called, uh, by the way, Burley's barge. My dad's <laughs> boat. Uh, so it's a family nickname, I guess, you know, yeah. uh, which is cool, which makes me, I do in like, I, I love my dad and I appreciate every time he took me out and I don't want to downplay that at all. It just wasn't my cup of tea, if you will. Um, and I appreciate him, you know, getting me into the experience and he still loves fishing so much and he loves how I love fishing, even though it's different than what he does. Like he lives on the Detroit river, uh, in, you know, up near like St. Clair, Michigan. And the Detroit river is like a high flowing river, super wide. Canada's on the other side. It's a crazy, crazy river. Uh, and there are tons of like walleye and all sorts of crazy fish that run through there, but he likes to go out on the boat, anchor up and like fish for walleye. And I just don't enjoy it as much. Not that there's right. anything wrong with that. It's right. just not what I enjoy. So he has his thing. I have my thing. He still watches all of my stuff, listens to my podcast and comments on it. So it's, it's really cool that we can still have sort of that connection, even though it's a totally different type of fishing. So, yeah. I mean, I appreciate him like you know, helping me experience it or understand it. It just, I, I went basically on a hiatus from 13 years of age until about 25 when I got back into fishing. Still had my old gear. Like he had bought me a setup and gave me like my grandpa's tackle box when I was 13. And I kept it at my mom's house <laughs> and like just never touched it. So I dusted it off at like 25 because a buddy of mine said, Hey man, let's go fishing. I was like, uh, I think I have stuff. Sure. Why not? Right. So I just went out with him and I was like, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. 
because especially because we were fishing from the bank, like just the shore of a pond, like I had no clue what was going on. Uh, and you know, we, we did, he was like, it's fine. I got you. So he brought like bobbers, hooks, some sinkers and some worms. And we just went bluegill fishing and he was doing, you know, artificials and things that he liked doing, but he set me up with this, helped me get started, helped me cast it out. And I, I just started pulling fish in, man. And it was that invigorating experience. I think I was looking for, mm-hmm. um, and, and I was hooked, you know, yeah. unintended. And from then on, it was just like, how do I get more into this? And, you know, I only fished with him once every couple of months. Cause he lived like across the state, uh, you know, and it didn't matter. Like I just started getting myself into it. I would go out, I'd post pictures. Hey man, I went out. Hey, I finally caught something. Just like started figuring things out on my own and, you know, started ramping that over time. I mean, I'm, I'm 32 now. So that's seven years, I guess that I have been fishing, but it's been more, like I said, aggressive the last four years because I've been getting into it with boats and stuff like that. But yeah, man. So it's like experiencing with my dad, just didn't enjoy it at that time. Not that type of fishing, but when a buddy of mine got me into like, oh, you can just go out on your own anywhere, any body of water. I'm in West Michigan. So I have all the bodies of water. I have like yeah. main rivers that produce trophy fish. And then I have lakes everywhere. They're all public land. So, I mean, I can go anywhere. And it's like, I didn't know I was in this fishing Mecca until I got into fishing. <laughs> it's, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm from the North, the Pacific Northwest and grew up uh, fishing trout on lakes with a boat and then deep sea fishing for salmon and um river fishing for salmon and it's very exciting way to fish i mean it's extremely exciting and but we moved to i got out of it um and we moved to texas and i just didn't understand that all you had to do is walk to a pond and go fishing (laughs) i mean like and we have a pond you know uh a few blocks away and kids go there and they fish adults go there and they fish a catch and release it's probably the same five fish but, um, <laughs> but what was so cool about the, the resources that you had in your newsletter, um, that I was actually looking through today, you sent me as well as the podcast is, is so practical. Like I have all of this knowledge about trout fishing and, um, salmon fishing, you know, and, and it's different, it's completely different. And so yep. it was really practical to have that information. And it was really great for my son, because that's not something I have knowledge on. And it was really super easy for me to step into so much that last night I was like looking to figure out my own setup at the, at the sporting goods store. So nice. Um, there you yeah, go. Yeah. So you kind of, you, you talked about something that I, I want to address because it, it fits our audience really well is we all as men have these interests. We love, you know, we, we like mm. you find your solitude, you have a great time all by yourself fishing. For me, it's getting out in the woods. Maybe it's rucking or mountain biking. And, um, and, and I know from a, from my own, I've tried to pull my kids into that, that sport. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I fish as a kid and I'm not doing it now. And, and I think a lot of fathers want their kids to absolutely love and be so into it like they are. Yep. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Like you have two young daughters. Um, I mean, they're pretty young mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're already thinking through that. And you, you, you also, you know, you talk to a lot of people about fishing. So kind of walk us through how you approach this with um, families with young kids that they yeah. want to introduce them to, to fishing. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad I was able to like put these thoughts in before uh, we hopped on when I, when I sent you that email, cause it, it made me like put it all together. I kind of just do it naturally. Um, but it, it's good to extrapolate that from your brain and really think it out. Yeah. Cause it, it's not easy. It's not. And like anything else as a parent, you never want to be forcing a child into doing something against their will. It's like, I don't want to go fishing. Okay. We won't like not, yes, we're going or right. like, Hey, if you want to go, we're getting up at three thirty AM and you're going with me. I already packed sandwiches. And then, then it's just like begrudgingly they go with you. They don't enjoy it. They're already mad. They're going to make themselves not enjoy it because they're mad at you, especially if they're a teenager. So, you know, and I, I luckily I don't have teenagers yet, but you know, eventually, obviously I will. <laughs> so I'm going to deal with that then. But, you know, for, for now it's like invite them, show them some simple videos. Like, you know, uh, your son enjoys fishing. You show him some fishing videos. Uh, he finds a new way to try this out. He goes and he does that. Like that kind of thing is great for younger kids like mine. It's just, Hey, daddy's going fishing. Does anybody want to go with me? Usually the answer is no. (laughs) And like, that's okay. And I say, that's fine. All right, I'll go. Um, but sometimes my six year old going on seven should be seven next month. Uh, especially she'll say, daddy, I want you to take me fishing. And I say, okay, when let's go, uh, you know, and just be flexible about it. I might've had plans to go fishing and that's frustrating sometimes when I'm like, I got to shoot this video for the YouTube and all that stuff. And I just got to like, dude, just calm down, drop it. You can do it another time. It's not a big deal. This matters. So I'll prioritize that hundred percent. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm going to go grab some worms. So I go get the worms from the gas station, you know, get the basic gear. I'm just going to set her up for pan fishing or bluegill is most commonly the pan fish that we fish around here. Um, but it's just simple fish that'll eat anything essentially, uh, especially a worm on a hook. So, uh, pretty much my, my go-to rig is like a kid's fishing rod. I don't care if you get the push button, Spider-Man, frozen combo, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> whatever you want to do, get that to start. It doesn't matter. Uh, so something like that. And then it's cheap and simple. And if they don't like it, whatever you spent 12 bucks, it's fine. Um, usually those are come with, they're usually comboed with like bobbers and hooks. And then you need like little tiny sinkers. They're called split shot. And you just pinch them onto the line with a pair of pliers. But if you have a bobber split shot hook and uh, worms, usually good to go. So I will naturally have to thread that worm on, try to get my daughter to like touch the worm and slowly like work into putting it on the hook. And you know, that takes some time and that's fine, but I usually like rig her up and then I'll cast it out for her until she gets good at casting. She's been working a lot on her casting. It's getting better. Um, but I'll cast it out, give her the rod. She just waits for a fish to bite. So we, we learn kind of the signals. So if you cast a bobber out and you're waiting for a fish, you wait for that bobber to pop underwater. And then you set the hook with bobber fishing. It's just gentle. You just pull up, uh, especially with bluegill. Like you don't have to yank it. You're going to rip the fish out of the water. So you just like lift up and then I have her reel in. And if she struggles, I'll help her do it. And the fun part comes when you get the fish on land you say, do you want to touch it? (laughs) And so just poke the fish. Uh, But last year I got her to actually start holding them. Uh, We got her first uh, largemouth bass, which was awesome. Actually on the worm and bobber because bass will eat that too. Bass will eat anything. That's part of the, why they're so accessible, which is great for kids or anybody new to fishing. If you go after bass, like chances are you'll be successful because they're everywhere 
and they eat everything and you just have to figure them out. Um, but a lot of fun. So yeah, she had her first bass. She got into holding them with bass and bluegill. Kids can hold them really easily. It's called lipping a fish. So you put your All thumb right. in their mouth. Yep. Pinch it with your first finger and then you hold or support their body to protect the fish or you hold them vertical. Right. And kids love it. It's so fun. And then I'll take a picture. And uh, I think I sent you one picture with her. You that did. was her. I, I'll share that. I'm pretty sure that was her first bass. Uh, we were at a family campground. I took her out in the kayak with me and we were just kind of casting around. I got her on a fish and she held that one. So that was really cool. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, just getting them into it is a, a gentle, accessible approach. Like offer it. And if they say no, that's cool. Try, I try to make it, I think I mentioned this in my email too. Like I try to make it more accessible where I'll say, Hey, do you want to go on a hike? Do you want to go out into nature? Like, let's go on a walk together and we'll go walk by the pond. Or I have, uh, like you, I have a lake that I fish 90% of the time, which is two blocks from my house. Wow. So we'll go there and it's a decent size, lake, not huge by any means, maybe, uh, 40 acres, 45 acres, something like that. Not, not nothing crazy. It's manageable public beach. And then there's a big trail around the whole thing. So I say, let's go for a walk. We get to walk through the woods, try to make it like a fun little nature adventure. Um, maybe you, you know, do I spy, maybe say like, what's that? Let's find some new creatures and we'll go take a look at those. And then maybe we bring the poles with us and we cast a few lines into the water. We'll just give it a shot. Why not? Um, and just like easing them into it has been huge to the point where now, you know, my almost seven year old will, uh, you know, ask me to take her out. She wasn't doing that for the last two right. years. It's kind of new. Um, I even upgraded her rod. So we like the little frozen combo died. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> they do They're $12 fishing rods. That's what happens. Right. Um, but I, I upgraded her fishing rod and now she's got like an actual spinning combo set up. Wow. Uh, little better. Uh, she's going to have to learn that one because it's a totally different way of casting than the push button. So if they're new, especially if they're younger, just do the push button ones. They're, they're great. They work awesome. They're easy for kids to figure out how to cast. Then go to a spinning combo when they're really into it. Much tougher to figure out. A little more dexterity is, is necessary for that, but uh, they'll enjoy it, you know, as they get better with the craft. One of the main points here is like, I know that when I've tried to get my kids into something, I think of, I got to make it an epic experience. Like if we're going to go mountain biking, we're going to do like the coolest trail with the coolest views and it's going to yeah. be five miles and we'll do this loop and we'll have this big celebration afterwards where really all they needed to do was, uh, you know, a quarter mile lap around a dirt path. Like to, yeah. it's, it, and, I, and that's basically what you're kind of explaining is that um, expose them when the opportunity arises and you, you made a point that I really want to point out is it's not necessarily your timing. You have to capitalize on when they ask for it, you know, yep. like expose, expose, expose. And then it's almost like fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yep. yeah. And then it sounds like you keep it super simple. So you said you fish for, would you say bluegill and you yep. use worms, a worms, a hook That's and a it. split weight or whatever you call that. Yeah. Well, you need, yeah. you need them to get some wins under their belt, right? right. So I, I want that positive momentum. Okay. So I also won't take them out when the fishing is tough. So if you guys are looking to get into this, now is actually the time. So like May to even September, October, mm. uh, 
would be a great time to take them out and go pan fishing because right now in most states at this point, weather's been kind of weird lately, but in most states at this point, you've got the bluegill spawn coming up. So when the bluegill spawn happens, all the bluegills are having the babies and they're all over the lake and they're crazy and they'll eat everything. This is a time where like, if you walk up to the bank of a pond and the water's not completely muddy, if there's any clarity at all, you'll see ripples in the water and little popping sounds. You'll hear that. That's the bluegill feeding on things on the surface. And if you throw a worm and a bobber in there, you'll actually see all the water ripple out away from your bobber. And then if you wait, it just comes back and then someone will munch on it. So you get wow. a fish just like that. So yeah, go, go when the percentage to uh, chance to catch a fish is high uh, so that you can get them some easy wins. Uh, don't take them out like February and hope to catch a fish because it's going to be few and far between. Right. Right. So, um, I'm going to take you down a road that you weren't prepared for. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of times men get into, get into things and, and really get into them. And I am, uh, I actually have a story based on this. We actually did a podcast on this, but, uh, and get so into it that the balance goes away. The, mm -hmm. Like, you know, the wife suffers, the kids mm -hmm. suffer. So you are doing a podcast, you have a full-time job, you're doing, you're you're doing a, um, a YouTube channel and it's all around fishing, which is usually a, something that you go away. How do you, how do you balance that out? Or what, what's, what's your technique for making sure your life, you're paying attention to things you need to take paying attention to. Uh, this is definitely something that I'm working on cause I'm not great at it at all. And you know, it, it's kind of like to your point, it, us men, when we start a new hobby, we kind of go all in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know I'm not alone with that. <laughs> so like, like with me, it's like, I need this boat. I need these fishing rods. I need this gear and I need to go fish for eight hours a day. And I'm also like a very stubborn individual. So I can go out fishing and not catch anything for eight hours and I'll just still be fishing. Uh, <laughs> I have rules for this now that help me prevent doing that and getting into lots of trouble. Um, but I, especially with the YouTube channel, sometimes I set out to do a thing. And if I don't accomplish that thing, I get very frustrated and that attitude wow. comes home with me. Right. So some of my, my personal frustrations with myself are not asking my family what they need from me, uh, what, what they want to do as far as time together. I get very caught up in the activities and I definitely mm -hmm. fail at this quite often. So Again, it's something that I'm trying to personally be aware of and work on. And one of the best things you can do with fishing, for example, is just like try to plan around the weather because it's hard to schedule the days. You can't just be like, I'm going fishing Saturday. And then there's, you know, hail right. and like you don't want to be out there. So you try to like look at a, a weather app that has a 10 to 14 day uh, forecast and just watch the trends, book a time, say, hey, family. I'm going fishing on Saturday and it's going to be for four hours on this window of time that is going to work. And then after that, we're going to do this, right? So I try now and again, work in progress. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like we all are, right? Yeah. Uh, work in progress. But I'm trying to now say, if I go fishing Saturday, we can do all this other stuff at these other times and I can still set aside that time. Right. Yeah. Um, because especially with like my full-time job is a work from home job 
and I, I do set my own schedule, but it can get really hectic and I, I have enough availability to put in eight hours uh, split. So I still have like midday, but I'll do a workout with my wife. So it's like work in the morning, workout, work in the afternoon. And then I'm like, it's bedtime. So I, I can lose track of time so easily and mm-hmm. go, wow, I've spent 30 minutes with my kids today. And that sucks and it hurts. And uh, I, I try to not let time slip away like that anymore. But like anything else, I think you just need to be very proactive about it. And probably the best proactive thing you can do is just schedule that time. And I know it sounds like almost OCD to an extent, but in a good way. It's like, okay, from this hour to this hour, I'll work and then I'll do this workout and then I will have some kid time and then I will have work again. And then I try to like, I'm in my office right now, you know, this is where I do all my calls uh, for, for my other job. And I'll try to just leave between calls, check in on them. How you doing? What are you doing? You're building with Legos. That's awesome. They got a new Lego table that I set them up with and they do not leave it. So I usually know where they are. (laughs) Know where to find them. Exactly. So I just go there. I'm like, what are you building? Tell me. And I might get five minutes, right? But I try Mm -hmm. to do that. And then on the weekends, I will say I was definitely way worse about this three plus months ago where I would just go like, I'm fishing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I'd come home and be like, wow, spend the whole weekend away. Yeah. And I know my wife was mad about that, even if oh, she yeah. didn't vocalize it. Uh, and I'm sure my kids were mad about it. So I, it's not fair to them. So now I try to say like, okay, if I, if I can do two days this week, it's going to be like this short trip here and then long trip here and I'll go get it done. And, and for me, that's just because it's content I got to create too for the YouTube channel. Right, so if, right. if you're out there saying, I want to get my kid into fishing or yourself into fishing, you don't have to do all those big trips. Try to get out for an hour, especially if you're fishing from the bank. Just give yourself an hour. Go at, go at a, uh, an ideal time. So especially as we approach summer here, don't go out from noon to four. You're going to waste your time. That's high noon, high temps, a sunny bluebird day, like you're not going to catch anything. You're just going to get very upset. Go in the morning, go in the evening, pick an hour, pick a time, go do that. Um, I know some guys will fish like on their lunch break and like, that's fine. If that's all the time you got, throw a pole and a little bit of tackle in the back of your truck or your car. You can definitely go do that. It's a good way to squeeze it in. Just make sure that no matter when you're fishing, you reserve that family time. Yeah. So important. Like right after we get off this podcast, I'm going to go build some Legos. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what I was hoping to hear from you. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and tell us how, uh, how, how we can find you? Where do we find, where do we find Jeff? Where do we find Burley? Where do we find the podcast? Pull me all in. Over, all over the place, man. Uh, the podcast is literally everywhere. Podcasts exist much like yours. Yep. Uh, so the Burley fishing podcast is what it is called. Uh, Burley, by the way, is B U R L Y. And then fishing is fishing podcast. So the Burley fishing podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, I am at Burley fishing on Instagram. We have a Facebook page, uh, for Burley fishing and then YouTube, which is where I started everything. And that is Burley fishing. Sounds to me like search term burly fishing is going to literally, I I think if you just Google burly fishing, they all come up because there's nobody else that does it. So, or has that name. So, yeah, yeah. I I would encourage every single person that's listening to check it out. It's really great. It's laid out 
it's entertaining. Um, uh, thank you for that. It's it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching one of your Try recent ones about a disaster trip you had. Mm. Um, and yep. uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I had to bleep a lot of a lot of words. But <laughs> we try to stay family friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And um, Jeff, thank you so much for spending time. And if, if people uh, want to know more, they know where to find you. And I'm just really excited that I found your resources for my family. So thanks for your time. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. This is awesome. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining podcast today. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Follow us. Listen to us. Comment about us. Uh, share us with your friends and join our Facebook group, Brotherhood of Fatherhood. <laughs>